Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Hello everyone Marbles out of your mouth, Carl God damn it <laughs> Uh, Extemporaneous insults are my new thing. I kind of bit. I'm bringing it into the show. I kind of dig it. If I could leave your house feeling as small as possible, that would be fucking. Oh, we're gonna crush you right down after an 11 hour work day. Like (laughs) you're gonna be crushed into a four by six or a five by seven. (laughs) Oh, foreshadowing. Okay, do it. Do your thing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I am Carl Hartley. And I'm the jokester, the insult man in full roast mode, Max Peterson. <laughs> You're all amped up because he ate a pound of chicken. That's I did. Okay, right before we rolled, like literally seconds ago, I ate a pound of chicken and, and half, a, half, a, pound, a, of half a pound of potato salad in like four and a half minutes. <laughs> I was here, folks. Like, that's no bullshit. I was pretty impressed. I'm like, how are you at hot dogs? Oh, I'll tell you what, uh, hot dogs probably wouldn't leave me feeling as <laughs> sick as that chicken. <laughs> so, you do have a little bit of like the, the post meat, meat sweats going I on. I smell like MSG. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You look like you look like someone that might have to go to the hospital in like 30 minutes. Oh, no, uh, so it's it's week two of our Robin Williams month. Yes, yes. Uh, and we are covering today the 2002 one hour photo uh, directed by Mark Romanek. Starring Robin Williams as Cy, Kenny Nielsen, Michael Vartan, Gary Cole, who I put a I, I put a little uh, exclamation point next to his name because I was looking through on IMDb and mm-hmm. I saw Gary Cole and I was like, oh, he's it because I do this before I watch the movie. I oh, you, put the cast the, together yeah. and I saw his face and I had no idea what role he plays and it is fairly minor. But I was like, oh, shit. This guy who's in everything but memorable and nothing is in this movie. Oh, my God. I love me some Gary Cole. Me too. He's one of those little, uh, he's one of like the little cogs that keeps the big machinery running and everything. He's mostly known for the the dick boss in, in Office Space. Yeah, I've never seen Office I'm gonna Space. I'm going to need you to file those reports. Yeah, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. I don't that guy. I don't know where I know him from. It's not Office Space cuz no oh, he's in him. a bunch of other things. I feel like he's in everything. I feel yeah. I feel like he's been in every Adam Sandler movie, but I don't think he has been in any Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's movies. usually the guy he's not the guy behind the guy, but he has those the smaller parts but they that need somebody in them that has a little bit of Right, and that he adds something to. And I'll never say, you'll never hear me say it like, and honestly, Gary Cole is one of the greatest actors oh, no. of all time. <laughs> but he's always he's always good. Yes, he's always like he 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 fills those positions so well. The like in this in this movie, he plays the he's manager. Been in Veep most recently. Uh, you don't watch I don't watch TV really. No, fair but enough. um, so except for old TV, like I'm binging Frasier. Oh Is yeah, Frasier. No, love <laughs> but, uh, it. No, so like in this one, he plays the manager of the Save Mart or whatever. Yeah, it's like the Walmart, essentially, right? Yeah, he basically is a Walmart manager, and he is awesome. You're mm-hmm. like, you're like, oh, it's so weird. Like he's they- a dick, but he kind of isn't. He's just being the corporate boss. He's not necessarily an asshole. He brings just enough of that, like. I'm your boss, and uh, he's kind of like playing his character from Office Space he, again, minus the Mike Judge com- comical edge to him. I did one year of in the galley ship that is retail. Yes, and he is. There's. I'm. I'm convinced there's one manager in every store like mm-hmm. him, which is like he wears his clothes off the rack at this from the store that he works in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's dressed but, neatly, but it's like the. 
$30 pair of pants. And the- right. And he doesn't have that sort of like slouching restaurant industry thing where you're just, right. where you just don't really care a whole lot. And that's what keeps everything going in the, this like retail manager space. It's like, Hey, listen, man, I can't have you out there on the floor making a scene in front of the customers. And also, what do you mean your customers? Those are Save Mart customers. Right. It's all that corporate lingo. Yeah, you the get buzzwords yes. are all there. Yeah. Look, we need to. And then he'll you you get the sense that he, he goes knows the bullet points yeah, of the he knows yep. the service acronyms. And like, it's also heart. he's kind of quoting the employee handbook. Like that's right. who he yes. is. It's like because he knows it like yep. intimately. And it's he's not weird about it. It's nope. just like he's a guy who takes his job seriously and his job happens to be managing the safe Managing mark. the safe mark. He's good. Gary Cole's good yep. in this man. And actually this is another movie again like uh last week we did Good Morning Vietnam and I wrote off a lot of the cast. I'm learning now Robin Williams not all movies are all, not all of his movies are excellent but all of these movies are excellent and mm-hmm. everyone in this is good. Yeah. I have um, some issues with the movie, but we'll we'll get we'll into get that to them. Yeah. Go, yeah. Um. So yeah, one hour photo is when I when I first opened it up and I rented it on Voodoo and I saw the time and it's like ninety minutes Almost on the exactly. Dot. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, mm, "Is this going to be one of those cookie cutter thrillers that sat in the editing room until they could get it down to?" In a lot of ways, it is, but it also isn't. It's a very strange film. Yeah. There are there are the only thing to me. There were there was two like two moments other than seeing the the actual time where I felt like like this this movie felt in two places and with the like exact 90 minutes like a a very heavily um what's it called when you do a focus group Oh sure. This feels like like a twenty focus meeting movie. Yep, yeah, it was tailored so, and, and readjusted after each screening and they Now that's not the movie on the whole because I actually I'd never seen it. And I fucking really, really, really dug it. It reminded cool. me of like when we like when we watched The Jacket and The Machinist. Yeah, this it's has got a Hitchcockian that, feel to it for sure. It does. It feels like an episode of well, more of an episode of Alfred Hitchcock presents than a like actual, a, Hitchcock a Hitchcock film Hitchcock flick. Yeah, it doesn't def- have quite enough nuance. I don't think. I think in fact some of it is a bit. I love. Okay, let me back up so, so I can make the point forward. So Robin okay. Williams as Cy. Right, Cy the photo guy. Cy the photo guy. His performance is is ridiculous in this. It's so good. He disappears completely. This was an amazing transition from Good Morning Vietnam because there's this nothing. Is, funny this is happening. like his. This is like the that, those two movies back to back. This was like the perfect example of Robin Williams. The range. scope and the range. Yeah, the range that has. Oh my God, because. Good morning, Vietnam. So, so big. We have like two moments where Psy breaks, mm-hmm. but everything else is this like micro acting that we love and to talk about on this show. Like that, yes. that super subtle, subdued, everything happening under the surface. Fuck, dude. Yeah, there's His a lot, a lot, lot going on. And I, and I love the fact that, that Mark Romanek let, gives him time to find those moments you don't we can stay on him a little bit longer and find those moments in his performance where i think someone else may have this came out in a time where like fast cutting is very popular especially in movies like yeah, this where yeah. it's like <clears throat> you don't want to hang on the scene we got to get to the next thing i got to get to the next plot point the and, movie that i wrote down that this reminds me of which is actually fair very close in year i don't have the exact year but this reminded me of memento yes a i lot. had the exact thank you for saying that i had the exact same thought i'm like holy fuck this is reminding me of memento it's why not, is that it's, it's, it's not 
Right, because Memento's got the like chopped. Um, it's going front to back, and it, it meets in the middle at the end. Memento. Yeah. Memento. The scenes happen in reverse order, yes. but the scenes play out forward. Yes. So the scenes happen <clears throat> from A to B, but the scenes themselves are shuffled so right. that they so play in reverse reversed. order. It's a very strange movie, and actually, it's it's an awesome Chris Nolan flick. If, yeah. if all you know is his Batman stuff. Memento's killer mm-hmm. and an amazing Guy Pierce performance too. Yes, he's he was he had a moment a couple years ago and I was really happy. He was showing up in like uh, it was he, L.A. Confidential. It was Memento. He was in. Um, well, he shows up. Movies. He shows up in that uh, that new Alien movie. What was it called? Prometheus. He's in Prometheus. He plays the old guy, and he's also. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, Wayland or whatever. Yeah, and he was also in Lawless. That Tom Hardy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he plays the the like weird foppish New York. Yep, that's right. Hard guy. Oh, he's fucking he's killer. Good. Guy Pierce has got range, but he's not in this movie. No, sure <laughs> he isn't. I think the memento. The reason it made Is me. Is it the tone? I think it's tone. Some of the. It's it's like the um, the gradual unfolding and of okay. of the it's like a super slow burn. Two, our our ostensible protagonist in both films, as always with this show spoilers, but um, in both films our protagonist ends up being a bad guy. Yes. So like when we follow Sai, we're like, oh, he's we're so it's, uh, he's nothing more than like really awkward, uncomfortable, and gives you a sense of unease. But he's never doing anything wrong. He's creepy. Crawly. Well, he is. He is he's, running an extra set of photos. Right. So like he's he's definitely like he's doing things that are not. Yeah. But I, actually, again. I had this question at the end of the movie that it's. Did he like he doesn't he does he holds two people at knife point and takes photos of them yes. right. So he definitely commits a crime. He definitely does something wrong. But throughout most of the film, he he doesn't he doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't physically do anything. The only thing that he did that was malicious in its intent was when he took the photos of his boss's daughter right, when he playing took- in the and then in, intentionally had them photo labbed. At the same save mart that he worked at, so that right. his boss would be drawn attention, his attention would be drawn to the fact that Sai was taking right. photos of his daughter. It's right. like a warning. So let's move through the movie yeah. chronologically because we kind of have to in this one. This one, yeah, it's it's weird because it's not. I love the writing in the, in this film because like nor some movies, if you sat down and tried to explain the plot to someone, it would be like so these three these br- guys. Right, right these three brothers escape from jail and they get on a series of hijinks and they end up in this it, this movie's plot. If I had to like if I had to describe mm-hmm. it, it, would be like a film de- a guy who works at a film developing lab developing photos becomes obsessed with a family and then eventually feels compelled to take revenge on behalf of the white like it the yeah. the plot is so because the plot is all just size it's his process it's how he deals with yeah with that so sai is such an interesting god i love his character so much right. the 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 sai is at the same time you feel for him and you sort of want to like reach out to this person, like, "Hey, man, it's okay, dude." There's other people when the same, but you're also sort of repulsed by him. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like He's- my my stomach <clears throat> is turning. At the same time, I want to like reach out my hand and like help this person because there's obviously something going on. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact with it's Robin Williams' face. Right. It is Robin Williams. If somebody else is in that character, I don't know if maybe that would play the same way. But I had such a. Uh, 
His uh, face is so two things expressive. Happening. Oh my god, yeah. it's insane. The little boy has the the son has the exact same reaction that we the the viewer have. And the way that it's cut, the the director also wrote the script, mm-hmm. and you can tell that he's he understands intimately like what every moment is supposed to be conveying. Mm-hmm. And when the son is like, I feel bad when people don't have friends and they're unhappy like and they're sad. Sigh. Like sigh. Yeah. And the mom's like, oh, that's so sweet. And we cut back and forth in that and scene. And the mom says, what makes you even think that? Like the mom doesn't see it. The little boy does. Right. He gets it. He sees it. And I think that's like, you know, there's something about the way that Sai sees, mm-hmm. which we have to wait until the end to get to because this whole, yeah, we got to start at the beginning. Yeah, I know. Yep. This It's too, it's too loopy to just dive into bits of it. Okay. So first, first fucking things first. First things first. We always talk about the, the, this, this studio that is like the head of production when they come up, especially on older movies. When I saw Fox Searchlight, yep. you're like, going to be good. Uh, it's going to be all right. Going to be good. Never seen Fox Searchlight movie one good. <laughs> it's just, I love, you know, like you see the Fox logo and it's so iconic, right? Mm-hmm. But Fox has backed some shitty fucking movies. Of course. But Fox Searchlight, their budgets are way lower. Yep. So their whole fucking deal is they find interesting indie people and they're like, oh, you want to make that weird, crazy movie? That it's like Warner Independent or... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's the, that's the studio where they're like, like, ooh. Because these studios realize that like indie films can become cult films and some indie films get like crazy buzz and win awards, yep. but you're not going to dump like a hundred million dollars into an indie film. So they're like, look, if you can make this really small story that costs like $14 million, have at it. Yep. And that's... Every time every I see time. that shit, yeah, man. Fox Searchlight's so killer. The I was reminded of the Matrix immediately. The with, blue and the green. No, with the opening shot. The opening shot is just the camera. Oh yeah, and it's just holding it there, and it stays there and stays there, and it does that. I love, I love a good like imperceptible zoom. Yep. Where they they are going so in, but you're not slow. sure, and it like starts to fuck with you. Yep. So you start watching the edge of the screen, but the way that that shot is framed, there's no details on the edge of the frame that you can so measure. So you can't really. So you're like, oh, it's so disorienting. But I loved it, especially because it holds for so a long, long. long time. That first shot for a movie that is like, like prides itself on like 90 minutes on the dot. We'll get you in and out in half an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. We focus group the shit out of this movie. But again, like I say that, but. I cannot imagine a focus group watching this movie and being like, I loved everything about it. I got it. <laughs> right. I totally understood size character and the end was clear. The yeah, end was, the very, end was clear. very clear. I feel Thank like, you. yeah, this movie yeah. would focus group like shit. Or like garbage. Like total garbage. What the one they don't, I didn't know what I was looking at. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the number one response. But like, but this movie has its audience yes. for sure. The, the audience that likes memento and minimalism. Mm-hmm. Um, so that first shot also establishes our color palette for basically the whole film. And have you ever seen a movie? I don't think I've ever seen a movie. Maybe, maybe drive that controls its color palette. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot thoroughly. I mean, you had the, the, yeah. Cause the save Mart is very clean and blue and white yeah. and, and, and sterile. They whoever does blocking for their store is on holy shit, dude. Everything is so tight. Every yeah, every floors I could eat off of. You could yeah yeah you could eat off the floors, but also if you're looking for a product, they have that shelf stocked mm -hmm. front to back, side to side. Like after a couple of those shots, I felt like man, I should probably clean my apartment. Yeah, it's kind of a disgusting human being. And the (laughs) I think that that's one of the beautiful things about the film. Starting, I'm still technically kind of talking about that first shot, but like 
the way that uh, Romanek controls, I don't know who, again, we should, we should always look up the cinematographer, the, but I never oh do. Oh my God, right? But the way that the image, the way that the, the set is controlled, the way that the color palette, where we get, uh, when we walk into Sai's apartment and he clicks on the light, everything is like a, a half shade off from yeah. everything else and it's all gray. Well, and he's also lighting his apartment with just two tungstens which in is the middle of the room. So which is awesome. Insane. So amazing. But like when you see the Save Mart, when you see the police station at the beginning, it's a white camera mm-hmm. on a gray like it's the nothing is black. There's no black. Everything is like white and gray. Yeah. White and gray. Kind of like Cy how he dresses too. He has the beige jacket and like the khaki pants right. with the white but oh. not fully white no shirt. it's like, like it's, cream shirt yeah. beige jacket Nothing is in that black or white it's all like cream and it's so it was so gray. cool to see robin williams he's got this like buzzed hair right With a little weird comb over like and he, it's blonde yeah i've you never see robin williams as a blonde in anything but that his hair blends into his face blends into his jacket he's like a mono not a monochromatic man but he's like this like neutral he's totally exactly he's totally neutral yeah. he's utterly bland like he dresses just like my grandpa hartley used to if if we didn't keep getting him in the center of the frame i would never have noticed i'm like yeah. like if you walked into save mart you would ask the other guy for help because right. you just wouldn't realize he was there he looks like a man that worked in cable his whole life like yes Oh my God! Yes, he that jacket. By the way, that is every old man's jacket. Yeah, it's like it's like a members only, but not quite. It's right. like it has that. It's that. I have one. I do. My, it's like I got the a, veterans jacket in a way. They where they wear the World War II hat, and then they have that jacket. Yes. It's not like a. It's a very minimalist, the ja- neutral, the way that kind of jacket. I have an emotional thing mm-hmm. with the jacket, which is that jacket to me, and it's not the case with Sai at all, but right. he, this is how I know this jacket. This is the jacket where there's a married couple and they're both like 79 years old and they go to the Coles and the wife goes, oh, you'd look good in this jacket. And they take that jacket off of the rack and then the husband complains about the price for like half an hour <laughs> and then they buy it. That is this jacket. That's this jacket. That's a, that's beautiful. You'd, you'd look so sharp in this jacket. I that's, don't know. $95. This Calvin Klein jacket. I don't, it wouldn't even be $95. No. He'd be like, this jacket's $35. And she, she's like, we should wait for it to go on. We should. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. This is the jacket. I hear next Tuesday they're having a sale on jacket. <laughs> he tre- you get the sense that like Cy was thinking, I'll wait till clearance. But then he treated himself and yes. bought like a $35 like, jacket. I'm going to go out and buy that jacket I've his, had my eye his on. wardrobe start to finish like you you can't not pay attention to how well he and he's not dressed well but how well the costumers dressed him yes he has he has the khaki pants with the external like tab button mm-hmm. and no belt mm-hmm. and the fact that he wasn't wearing a belt started to fuck with me by the end of the movie i'm like where's his belt cuz there's no it was that yeah it was that, the it was belt the... and i real i think i know why they did it a belt would create a, a, a like a bifurcation. It would give it would give you a line. Yeah. There would be something to differentiate the top, top of his from body the from the, the bottom of his body. But there isn't. There's just a gradient. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing for your eyes to grab when you look at him because everything is the same. Uh, yeah, shade. everything from his hair to to his. It's all. And he has Velcro shoes yes. too, which is just. It's perfect, Carl. It's perfect. The costuming in this whole movie, everybody, but specifically Sai. Oh my oh, yeah. god, dude. Like I 
my eyes. A lot of times, a costume creates the character too. I always look forward to whenever I'm in anything as like right. costume day because it helps. That's your. You, you finally become rooster. You finally become mm, yeah. Lula when you get those clothes on, and I feel like that it can never be said more than with Sai. That is as much a part of his character, his costume, his clothing, as the performance. He. I mean, I think the both of those work together in tandem. When you are if he's doing, he's wearing a jean jacket and a fucking you wouldn't know, work. Yeah, <laughs> he has a mohawk. Like yeah, it's like oi oi oi. Like just doesn't. It'd fucking be a work. different yeah. character entirely. Did you? You are primarily you're you're like on for the show. Yeah, yeah. your experience is primarily theatrical. Theater. Yeah, yeah, Mine yeah. is primarily indie film. But when yep. you do lines, when you're learning lines for a project, mm-hmm. do you ever like build your even regardless of what they're gonna dress you in? Do you ever like build your own wardrobe for your character? Kind of. Yeah, in my head, I do. When yeah. I was learning. Like the the costume for Marlon, like drug addicted rock star, ended up being like leather jackets and flannels, like a lot of baggy stuff mm-hmm. with a lot of. But when I learned all the lines, I got this like old woman's this big baggy woman's cardigan, and I would bundle up in this cardigan because a lot of um, footage that I'd seen from like Kurt Cobain in the '90s, he's dressed. Oh, he's got that. He's got big, that big ass cardigan, on. cardigan. So I put that huge drapiness. Something about just having that big draping cardigan changed how I got the lines in my head. And then there was a cool dissonance between how I had the lines and the, like the leather I was draped. And in. then when you're right. wearing the clothes of the character, yeah. So I I don't know. Like I think costuming oftentimes clothes are such an. Inter- I've yeah. always felt like clothes are such an interesting part of who we are. Have you ever felt that costuming gets kind of like the golf clap? At, oh, absolutely. At, like the Oscars. At the Oscars. Absolutely. And my mom my mom and my sister are both costumers. And so I've I've grew up in that. I grew up with like fabric patterns being put yeah. together on the kitchen table. And then seeing a play and be like, that's my mom's amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat on right. Joseph right now. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm not watching Joseph. I'm watching the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Right. But yeah, I feel like they they, they take like a, oh, yeah, it's very well done on that. Yeah, I mean. I didn't even feel like it was Victorian era. Like, fuck you. Do you know how much time and effort it takes for that? Right. And they always, they, they do the, that weird patronizing thing where they're like, and like for Inglorious Bastards, they're like, all of the clothing was, or even better, would be um, Fury, that mm-hmm. tank movie, Fury, when the right. set designers got every single detail of the tank correct to the point where the, the majority of the fan mail they got was from veterans who'd been in World War II and were like, that, that tank that is tank, 100% yeah. correct. And everyone's wearing the correct uniforms. They got the correct bars and, like, stars and bars. People are, like, oh, it, it, where they nail it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, and, you know, it was really impressive work how Catherine... Uh, how Catherine got all the, the all army pieces together, all the army jackets, and yeah, we were really proud of her. So anyway, when I wrote the script, you know, <laughs> right. like, and you're like, she did like twelve months of hardcore that, research. Your, your actors will be wearing their skivvies; they'll be out there naked, right? Or like everyone would have like the Halloween costume. Oh yeah, exactly. On. They would have some fucking bullshit <laughs> they threw together for like twenty bucks. Like, I need you all to go to fucking Goodwill right now. But Pine green boots. The bet, my favorite example of all time. The the only movie I can ever I can think of where and we talked about it in another episode, so I won't belabor it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh yeah. Where half of the reviews of the movie were by like GQ and Esquire. Everyone was dressed like a gentleman should. And also, uh, we talked about it in the sh- in uh, an old episode, but 
every suit, like the way the the, the knot in their yeah. tie signifies Informed something about the, their yes. characters. And when you watch the scenes, you can see the they the dis- actors construct each other, right? Interacting yeah. with each other's clothing, like which fold they used for their their like pocket handkerchief, yep. and like which cufflinks they're they all wore. going full on Sherlock Holmes. With and it all shit. means yeah. something. Yeah. The costume designer worked like with the director and was like, "All right, so today." Smiley just discovered this about uh, control. So Smiley's gonna when he's getting dressed, he's probably gonna wear this. And what that'll say to control is that. So it's all yeah, and it's just it's fucking all suits. Yep. All they're doing is like, okay, he wouldn't wear a houndstooth today. He'd wear like a light check. <laughs> right. And that that is all through that movie. So much so that fashion magazines were reviewing a movie yeah. and they're like, they got the suits fucking perfect. You know, isn't yep. like and that that's why I hate when people are like. Oh yeah, so, uh, so I did look pretty good. Anyway, it was so crazy. You know, the- there was probably hours and hours of discussion about size. What had to be? Oh yeah, there was it's there was whole mistake. there was whole meetings that were about nothing but like, wait, that jacket's too beige. That one's too khaki. We need something a little more neutral. What if a little more rather khaki. than the button? I don't like the button in the front mm-hmm. because if you put the button in the front, it gives the eye something to grab onto. What if we did a tab button pant, like a dress pant, so the buttons off to one side, so there's a bit of so there's something askew. And also, while we're talking about it. I don't think you should wear a belt. Why don't you think you should wear a belt, Janice? Well, look, when your eyes going down the body, you're it we don't want to right. We don't want to create that line. We want to. We want to. He's just a gradient. He's a man of I gradients. Yes, I love. I loved the costumes in this man. Um, so the the minimalism of that first shot and the minimalism of the costuming for Sai, he wears pretty much the same thing yeah. every time. Reflects the sort of like weird meditative. Meditative, 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 gotcha. (laughs) Minimalism of the film, too. Because you can't talk, I don't think you can talk about this movie and not talk about how bare it is, how sparse. It's very sparse. I didn't re, I realized at Even when we're in the Save Mart, it's a full store, but it feels. It feels like. Void. Yeah. Well, it it feels like the photo portion. And then the rest of the store, this was weird, but the rest of the store feels like it's in size head to me. And almost. it also feels like it's really far away yeah. from the like photo Like the store is like 10 lab. square miles, but we only ever see the photo lab. And there's that's so fucking awesome because there's a sense, you're right, that mm-hmm. when you're in the Save Mart, there's a sense of vastness, but we never see it. That's exactly how Psy is too because two things. One, when I, earlier I was like describing the plot, right. the, the, the drive, the thrust of the plot is when he discovers the photos of the affair. Of the affair. That's when shit yeah. starts to happen. Because everything, he would have just kept making the photos the copy, and, and imagining himself as Uncle Cy. That starts happening. That happens at like the 60 minute mark. Mm-hmm. Like 60 minutes of this movie. And the, the second point is we are never told anything about size backstory we're given hints but we're also given immense reason to doubt everything that he says as yep. either being a delusion or a lie it's this it's the norman bates way to yeah. to, to to show the character yeah. you Which, don't find out about about Sai until the last 30 seconds of the film and my favorite thing about that and we'll get to when we get to the end of the film is that might not be true no, right exactly like, fuck right like when i was well, watching like, so, it because yeah because you go back to i the, don't know if he actually went mom? into their. well i don't know if he went into their house mm-hmm. and because there's a scene where sai goes into the family's house he puts he on the clothes he takes a shit in their in their toilet watches it's the game, so disturbing and we'll then go through it slower this, later but yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. has the the dream that they come home fuck i'm caught and then he, they're like I thought oh i thought you were going out today and everything's fine help me put this and then immediately cuts to him sitting in the car staring at the house like 
did we miss the time of him like getting back his regular clothes on and going or did he just imagine all of that that and then imagine himself almost getting caught but it's not getting caught he's a friend like i feel like that was all in his head i think it was all in his head and i have i have uh textual evidence for it later but um so I want to go back to the beginning. No, no, fair it's enough. It's so, dude, please, it's please, so please. fucking hard to do. I know. All right. So the first thing we see is he gets his picture taken. So I like when they bookend a movie like this. Oh, in the get, police station. He's in right. a police station. He's getting he's, his mugshot. And then, you know, we get the turn to the right, but not the Raising Arizona version. It's a like a large a intimidating turn to the right. guy. Yeah, turn to the right. And he almost turns he to the left. He turns left for like a the barest second and then it's not like a big like big goofy like oh well shucks me i just almost turned le-. it's this beautiful subtle like he's rattled and he turns left and then he like his eyebrows go up like oh, oh shit and then he turns to the right he doesn't acknowledge like oh i'm so stupid but it's no. what a fucking awesome little detail turn to the right and he just barest of shifts and then you see recognition like this isn't right. this isn't right this is right and he goes to you the, can uh, see you can see the sort of not despair it's like a yeah he's he's just completely thrown off he, yeah he isn't even like present he's yeah and he's rattled like I mean, and especially just, when you see the events that transpired immediately before this because movies are shot all out of sequence that's mm-hmm. what, why I'm always impressed with performances because you know it's like all right um so welcome to day 1 so what we're going to do is this is the we're scene we're going to do the love scene right and- <laughs> or or like you know like hey okay so it's going to be awesome working together so today we're shooting the scene you've just seen your entire family's heads <laughs> sawed off right, yeah. and go like you know what i mean yeah. and then the, how am i getting there can i have five minutes right <laughs> and yeah and then like the next setup is like okay now we're doing this thing you've just been proposed to you're elated and you're like <laughs> <laughs> the mental acrobatics that these actors must go through no seriously and it's that's what i like about this because you get that sense when he does the little turn to the left and turn to the right and it's not big acting nope. at all it's all little stuff we watch his hands i watched a couple scenes again just to watch what he does with his hands which is like this weird like keep them kind of open thing and then he'll close oh. and touch the fingertips together and then they open again and you're like, what are you doing there? Also, I don't think I care, but I love it. But I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it might just be the choice that he's just making. A making, lot of that's free for you, for him. Right, right, right. To, yeah. to get him to a place or yep. to, that might mean something personal exactly. to his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but that's what makes performances great, though, man. When people can put that kind of detail and, and work into it. Yeah. Which is just all, it's all over this movie with Robin Williams' performance. My favorite little moment which that left that little left turn in the eyebrows is a beautiful small moment Mm -hmm. my favorite one of my favorite moments to look for in film is when i'm feeling guilty about something i touch my wedding ring or the finger where the wedding ring goes and if it is good if like when it's good it's great but when it's not good, you immediately, it looks like a crutch. That one, it's because that, you, you see that all the time where yeah. it's like, like where, oh, were, well, where well, were you last night? And you're just like, I, and they'll start, my, they'll start sp- spinning the ring and you're like, this is a crutch. Yeah. Why are you fucking doing this? Why don't you just give me something? But then there's other moments where out of context, they'll be sitting there and they'll like touch the finger and you're like, oh, he's thinking, What's going he's thinking about something he did. It's, yep. Oh, it's a little shit. Yeah, like they'll that. be in a board meeting talking about like analytics and shit and fidgeting with the ring. Like, what's he thinking about? You know what? Just, what just occurred to me? Hmm. The uh, after the photography, they bring him in and start to question him, and they're like, "Well, you know, basically, he goes back to the beginning of the story." Yeah, and like we, he's telling the story, right? Like he's telling the story, and 
one of the first things we see is well, I can't remember the name of the woman. Uh, what's the family name? It's like a T. It starts with a T. Oh, I don't remember the family. Okay, well, whatever. The the mom the wife comes in, mom and wife. The wife comes in and she's got a a, f- a roll of film to develop, and there's one shot left on the camera. And he's like, oh, well, better not waste it. And he takes a picture of himself. We get the sense that Cy always helps he's this He's always woman. the one. And it's been for however old the son is. It's been that many years that right. they've been coming. He's like, to like 10 or 12. Or yeah, yeah. He's, he's getting older. Like the kid is, I think he's 10 so a years decade, old. A decade plus that they have known Cy. So an acquaintance, but right. not a friend. Right. Yeah, exactly. He's the he's always been their photo guy. They call him Cy the photo guy. Yeah. But probably he, full so he's been there for 11 years. He probably the entire time that he's yeah. been at so for 11 Some years. Some of the pictures on his wall are like when the couple's like They're pregnant. Yeah, the, when they're pregnant yeah. and like or before that even there's like pictures of them like kind of dating. So he's been there. Oh, I didn't catch those in the slide. It, yeah. There are pre-pregnancy pictures when oh, they're going shit. through his wall. So he's been there for their whole relationship. He has been like then omnipresent like Wallpaper, basically. Yorkin is the name of the family. Yorkin, the Yorkin family. All right. So when he, for a movie that's 90 minutes long, the pacing is so beautifully slow. Mm-hmm. When he takes the picture and the film starts to rewind. And they just sit there awkwardly while it's rewinding. It's like a minute. He, 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 he. He's it's like, just, he, he goes like, oh, uh, I guess here we are. And it's quiet and he's. The, the, the awkward length of the film rewinding, but also the like. The the quiet punctuated by casual conversation because this is at the very very beginning of the yes. movie so we don't know any of the mm-hmm. so and we had just done the the uh, um, Good Morning Vietnam episode like the day before mm-hmm. when I watched this movie and it's strange because when you watch that scene Robin Williams is Robin Williams yes and he's smiling and he's, he's like oh silly camera yeah it's rewinding. Well, and he's being polite and he's like so. How how old is William getting? Oh, he's getting so big. Well, and so but he's and he's being friendly mm-hmm. and he's smiling, but he's it feels really awkward, right? But it's not just awkward; it's like he, he creepy. Yes, he becomes creepy, and the weird thing is, is he's without he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything weird at all because we don't know that he's been making copies of the nope. photos yet we don't know that he's been stalk like essentially stalking his family all we know that he's robin williams and he works in a fucking in a photo, photo lab lab yeah and i knew nothing about the movie at all so all i knew is he's the photo guy and i'm like oh god i'm like skin's crawling like why is he so fucking creepy and then i was thinking like as because the scene gives you a lot of time to think sure does but he's he's asking polite questions yep. and i think part of it is Part of it's definitely the way that the scene is shot, where they let the film rewind for a long time, and there are long pauses, and long pauses are uncomfortable. So we maybe bring some of that discomfort because they're not feeling the silence. So that's that's an awkward place for two humans to be in. That that that's why there is awkward silence, especially strangers. If you're not, yeah. yeah, people don't like if there's an awkward silence. There's just if, like between Danielle and myself, there's silence. It's just silence, like. It's the Quentin Tarantino thing, right. yeah. Like it's the comfortable, a silence. comfortable silence, or there's the awkward silence, and this is most definitely the awkward the, uh, silence. Like, but I also think it's like these super subtle things that Robin Williams is doing, and one of the things that I think he does in here that makes him so he Sai is like almost unbearable to look at sometimes mm-hmm. by, by like how like eerie and off he is right and i think part of it is and like i'm watching the movie and i'm watching the movie and i'm like what the fuck because he, again he's always so it's not like he's nice. rubbing himself and drooling or anything no. weird shit he's just 
And he's he's he, when he smiles, it's not like this fake like weird creep. It's not like Elijah Wood. You like know, this like, is hey. how people smile. Smile, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're wearing humans. Okay, skin. you've practiced for this all week. Right, yeah. bring out the smile. <laughs> right, exactly. Like that's not it. He's 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 smiling like Robin yeah. Williams. The, the eyes crinkle. It's that beauty, like that that awesome Robin Williams smile that you love. But you're like, oh God, put it away. Yeah, you're so fucking creepy. And I think part of it is the stillness. That's right. We drink hard here at uh, Measuring Flicks. Flicks. But I think it's the stillness. He holds himself. Like when you're smiling and talking to someone, there's like a looseness. He is. He's rigid, isn't he? Not necessarily rigid, just like immobile. Yeah. Like, like you know, he's holding the camera as it's as it's rewinding and his shoulders. It's this. I think part of it's the set of his shoulders mm. and his head never moves. He's never like, yeah, well, you know, looking around. People can't see me at home, but like that casual, like he's I'm looking around. Ease. No, he's just like staring at her like straight face forward. And when he looks at the camera, it's just like this tiny movement. It's it's the it's how far Robin because we and part of it's I think Robin Williams because we're mm. used to seeing him so big. And when we he has pulled all the way like yeah. inside himself that everything is like micro movements there's almost like a strange bird-like quality to his, his head movements where it's just like you know like if he's gonna look down at the camera it's almost like, like look right and down. then down yeah. it's strange i i can't which is off-putting just because our our little lizard brain is like keying into that like that is right. not a natural way for a person to behave right and also like there's that whole there's that whole like microfacial expression mm-hmm. things where they say like you pick up so much more information than you're aware of just because your brain is programmed to be like oh they tense their jaw muscle yes. maybe i'm in danger he is so in control as an actor he's so in control of all that little shit that even while being with his big motions like smiling and being friendly the, whatever little micro facial things he's doing, whatever stillness he's bringing to it, he's able to creep you the fuck out yep. while being super polite and friendly all the time. It's amazing. It's amazing how, what this movie makes you feel as you're and going through it. And it's not like it. there's a weird black noise, like a no, the score thing going on yeah. or anything, right? <laughs> like <laughs> if, if he's being polite and like in and the background, it's like. Then I'd be like, what's wrong? The score to erase her right, playing exactly. in the back. <laughs> Something is wrong with this human being. Yeah, she's just but like, no. I'll take uh, two copies of the print sign. He's like, chickens tonight, strange damn things. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my knees. Look at my knees. And you're like, ah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty creepy. Definitely wrong with Sai. Man, Sai is really upsetting. <laughs> but no, the only no. hint that you get is that he writes a three down instead of a two right. on the number of, of copies, and you're suddenly. Okay, maybe the me feeling sort of weird about him is, is you know what's validated. weird, and maybe it's because I I didn't want to think that he was gonna be like a bad guy. I was like, oh, I made a mistake, right? But he oh, didn't. Or maybe he's giving them a free. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. He's, he's taking him home and he's putting. But he's not like jerking oh off God. on his bed to him. That is another part that was so. This movie's great in how subdued it is. Mm-hmm. There's so many chances where they could be like he posts up their pictures, and then he strips Trips naked, naked and, and cuts rubs chicken jello blood, on right? Yeah. And, but no, he just. Puts them on his wall and, and he, he stands down. back and he looks at them and that's it. My favorite moment. And then he imagines himself at their birthday party or did you, being the uncle. Did Nothing. you notice that every time he is imagined, every time in the movie, except for the very last frame of the film, mm-hmm. every time he imagines himself in their pictures or in their life, he is always separate from them. 
Remember? We oh get, yeah. We get oh the, well, he the, imagines the, himself at Christmas. It's the the family it's photo. The family and then they pan over, over and, and it's him there with the he sweater. is with the sweater, but he is away completely from completely on the other side of the space. Yes, and we'll get back to it in a second because I think it's super telling. I believe that when he invades their house, air yes. quotes, it's a fantasy, and I think it's important that in his fantasy of checking out their house, they he is quote unquote caught. Before he's accepted. Before he's accepted. And but even in the acceptance, they when they're like, "Oh, we thought you were going out today." Everyone walks away from him except for the kid. The kid is who he relates to. And at the end of the movie, when he we have that little crack that may or may not be true. If it's true, we understand why it's the boy he relates to so strongly, and the mother figure that he yeah. relates to so strongly. Which there's there's so much yeah. going on in the movie. Occasionally, did you ever feel at any point in this movie? Because I love a subtle movie that gives you like just just little bits and the little sprinkles. It's like a breadcrumb trail to follow. Did you ever feel that Romanek was maybe holding a touch too much back? Um, I. If you didn't, that's okay. It's hard for me to say because this is the second time that I've seen this movie. Okay, so I knew. Oh, I, you knew I the knew twist. The, I knew the twist. It. I knew the whole thing. Which okay. so I was, but it had been years since I'd, I'd seen. So, I. I was I I didn't I never felt that way just because it right. was a second viewing but I I hmm that's interesting I don't know I feel I feel like some of the if there's any fault to it some of the family stuff felt a little bit like wow wow yeah there some of the domestic like the scenes, argument like so so you were just chilling on the couch and having a, a right. great time looking at family photos and, and now, now you're gonna you fight just about, because he's about, in bed about like. We can't afford the Mercedes, and you want like that would be the. But I don't. I feel like we were given yeah. enough. There was. There's the mm. movie is. I, I'm not. I'm not even sure. I feel that way, but I think right. this movie is about in a lot of ways about restraint and sure. distraction. Um. So the, the the in the opening montage when he's developing their footage, mm-hmm. I love. Cogs and sprocket shooting. Oh my god! Like Come the inside, the, doo, 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 the sound of the yes. The, when you see the rollers, yeah, and all that stuff, all the colors and the chemicals. Oh my god, dude! So my my Blu-ray, um, the uh, the menu screen. If you leave it on and it, it cycles, is that what it is? is? It's it's the scene of all, all the fluids going in through the through the through the pipes and like the. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my god, dude! I just let it play in the background while I was doing something Honestly, else because I love the sound of all that little the mechanical. And the the ding, 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 ding. Dude, oh, the anything I, like anytime a movie opens with like newspapers yes. getting printed, yes. I, like or you know, like we follow something through a like a stamp press, and then yep. at the end it's like a die, like a die or something. Yep. I just. I love watching. I love, I love watching macro shots of machinery. Yeah, I love. I love <laughs> it's totally great. I'm man. right there, 110 percent with you. It was like it was like 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 cinematography porn. No, it's like machine porn because it's not even cinematography. It's just like jam the camera in the camera close in there to this. and just let it run. Yeah, this you know turn this, the machine on. This, they gave that to second unit, and the second unit's like, what if we just like. What if we just shot like the stuff that he uses to do the pictures? And they're like, look, I don't, I really don't fucking care. I got to go deal with Robin Williams right now. And he is just killing it over here. So you guys, time to shine boys. And then they leave. (laughs) Um, The voiceovers gives this movie a very film noir-ish feel, which is another reason why I think I thought of Memento when I was watching it. Because that movie is mostly film voiceover. Noir. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's, it's completely film It's noir. Total, total film noir, and it, there's heavy voiceover use. And in this one, 
the voiceover is the voiceover and the things that he that Cy watches on television. If you're not paying attention, they don't really seem to deal super closely with the film. But if you're if you're like, wait a minute, there's got to be a reason he's saying this, and you listen to it, I think the first monologue is like the thesis of the film. Yeah, we only we only take pictures of the happy moments. Right. No one takes pictures of a, a car accident there's or whatever. There's a great moment. There's a great line where he says, um, "We create a record of lives free of tragedy, lives of leisure." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's exactly what Instagram is." Instagram shit is the pe- yeah. The, yeah, it's the moments when we're having the most fun and all the great food we ate. Facebook too. Go and look through someone's photo album and show me a picture of a funeral or someone crying right. or like, you know, anything like that. It's I think like you look horribly depressed. Do you want me to take your picture? Right. If, you, if you're even having a bad hair day, you're like, nah, we're going to skip that. Yeah. I'll wait till after the shower. And then you're like, oh, we just woke up. Click. And you're like, we're all move. We're all movie stars. Yes. On our Instagrams. And I was like, and we're putting it through the filter and we're doing the whole the post-processing. With that it. filter yeah. thing too. Yeah. I've, I can't tell you how many pictures I've taken where I'm like, hey, it's Ludwig. On oh that. my God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and the, he has a follow-up line, which is amazing when he says that it's when he's parked outside their house. Mm-hmm. And I, once he starts monologuing, it becomes you become okay with him being with not okay with him being creepy, but you realize, oh, he is reinforcing my idea that he's creepy. It's not just me. It's he's, not, he's, just, he's a fucking creep. Yeah, exactly. When he's parked outside their house and he says, no one takes pictures. His voice is so flat. It's not expressionless. Mm-mm. He there's pitches and valleys, but there's like this weird lack of timbre in his voice. It's so upsetting to hear. It's like the war. His voice is like a whirring camera. So he goes. He goes, no one takes pictures of the little things. And then he says something like, you know, like the, the faucet in the sink, the wasp on the jello. And when he said the wasp on the jello, I was like, I literally, like my, my spine yeah. just shrunk. I was like, that is such an up, like an upsetting image. Yes, it is. Not just a, not just a wasp on jello, but like someone taking, taking a, picture a picture of, of wasp, wasp on jello. And I was like, oh my God. And then you realize like in a weird way. He, like he several times several times in his monologues a photographer might a person with the camera wouldn't no if you're at a birthday party you're like look the wasp on the jello you're like get that get the guy out of here get uh, the guy, yeah, we guy out of we're gonna need to right get uncle Sai. hey uncle Sai, why don't you come on inside away from the kids and right. i'll show you the house <laughs> where there's no wasps no wasps and, and no, no jello, jello. <laughs> no do you have any drain stoppers? I might right. take? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you know what? Um, we're, it's been great to see you. You have a nice corner of a toilet that I right. can take a picture of. <laughs> Which, great. But, well, I love how this movie ends, by the way, mm-hmm. based on that monologue alone. But th- I came back again and again because you realize, like, he is, in that moment, he is the wasp on the jello. Yep. Like, the jello is like the happy, sugary, saccharine thing. And he's parked outside their house, and he is that weird outside danger. Yep. He, there's several times when he says stuff that is innocuous on the surface, but has very loaded words in it. Yes. Like when he's describing where the term snapshot comes from. Oh, from Hunters. The- one of my one of my favorite little mini monologues ever. And he's like, the term snapshot actually the comes. The Audubon Society. <laughs> right. Because some, some guy noted that all of the birds that he had shot that day were quick, intuitive shots rather than taking the time taking to aim. aim and focus. And then there's this pause again 
masterful use of just like the time it takes to form a thought or have a heartbeat. It's this beautiful pause, this beautiful pregnant pause. And then he goes, so initially snapshot was a hunting term. And you're like, oh my God, he's got a big ass knife. dude!" It's it's one of those moments where like this movie had me pretty early on because it is very, it has good pretensions it is artistic mm-hmm. it is knowingly artistic well i think a lot of that comes from mark romanek is mostly he's primarily a uh, a video like he does music videos right he's only had one other feature but he's had like hundreds of music like trent he did nine inch nine inch nails oh, videos so and it doesn't shit. surprise so me at all trent Reznor was actually originally uh, wrote the score for it but he went another way so there is actually uh, some trent Reznor score for this movie for this movie yeah Uh, i want to go here yeah 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 yeah. so i think a lot of that comes from sort of that that world where some of the choices are it's not just visual storytelling right it is like a sort a strange sort of like presentational or representational Mm -hmm. visual storytelling where you're not it's not like realism, like, and then we get this very naturalistic moment. The again. save mark does not feel like a save mark. You mm-hmm. know that it is because there are aisles and a floor and they're all wearing right. that blue vest, but it looks, I mean, it's... It feels like an alien an world. An alien world, like, that. yeah, like, it's like, we need to build the theme park of... It's like if you told aliens what a supermarket should look like, because no supermarket is that immaculate and perfect, and something about seeing a familiar space like a supermarket, or like a... Like a mega store a big box store mm. that is that clean and that well ordered is unsettling yes having no it's it's almost like having no it's like the room has no belt there's okay. no mistake for your eye to catch it the, was the floor that did it for me dude it was like how clean it was you know, then because the, i was already getting that feeling of everything's really freaking tidy Sai is tidy yeah. his boss is tidy everyone's really tidy everything's super neat and then it pans down to the floor and it's like it was just sealed like that like day. Like that day. Yeah. Like shiny. Not a, an ounce of dirt or anything on it. I was like, that was unsettling as fuck. You know what else is really, really beautifully done in this movie is large spaces, vast spaces. I'm specifically thinking of the save mark because this is the first time I have, I think I've ever encountered this feeling. He sh- uh, whoever's shooting is shooting fairly low and shooting kind of up at Robin Williams and the save Mart is vast mm-hmm. and it is immaculately ordered. There's no clutter. And normally a huge space that's well organized feels very roomy. This, the save Mart is so claustrophobic mm-hmm. when he's away from the photography thing, when he's out on the floor, it's like oppressive. It's oppressive because maybe because of the angles, but also in its like unbroken neatness. Yes. It feels very unnatural. A lot. Of, it's so. It's so well done. It's so. like other. It's otherworldly. Oh my god. The uh, and on top of that, the cold sort of antiseptic feel of it. Did Did you notice how the color palette shifts mm-hmm. even in their house? Yes. Like when the family's home, warm. It's, it's that it's that Christmas morning sort of right. They're bringing the reds up. Yeah. They're you know they're they're lighting warm. It's yep. it feels warm. Later, when no one's home, and when he, it's, I'm gonna say it's in his it's head. It's in his head. That's what I'm saying. That's my thesis for now. But when well, he, that warm color is, is gone. gone. Their house, which is like, even when he enters the kids' room, which is all messy and lived in, it feels. Maybe it's like the the alien presence that is there that's making me uncomfortable. But also, I think it's a sh- subtle shift in the color palette because their house is like 
It looks dead. Yeah. The house looks... Like it has never actually been lived in. This is just like a representation of what it would look like. This is a little boy's room. Right. Like if if you told a realtor or like a... Like, I need this to look like a, a child list here. Right. Like, uh, can we make a house... I'll see it up a bit. Let's, let's, uh, let's make a... We, wanna, we don't want to scare them away with like a showroom house. Let's right. make it look lived in, but it never does if it's not been lived in. Yep. This looks like a set of a house. I think it has to do with camera angles too because I was just thinking about this. And when the family's there, we are pretty close on them. Yeah. We stay intimate. The we house is in the background kind of out of focus. Medium right? wides. Not, no, not medium wides. Like medium close-ups. Mm-hmm. We're like up on them. It's about them. And we see the house in like periphery and it's warmly lit. When size in the house, we are far away. We're always on the, the other side of the room. So and we're taking... right traversing it, right? Yeah. And Robin Williams uses the space that he moves through. So it's here, like in the whole movie, but in when he's in their house, especially like he'll move through a room in such a way that he doesn't touch anything. And you're like, Oh, why didn't, why didn't you just touch something like touch the counter or like retake, touch the, and even when he does touch stuff, we don't see him do it. Like we see him later. Wear the clothes. He's in the guy's clothes and he has a beer. So he must've got a beer, but we don't see him do it. So you're like, Fuck! You touch it. Touch, show me him opening the beer. But they don't. He doesn't. No. no, it's he's he's like in the guy's clothes with his beer on his couch, and at the same time is utterly isolated from everything around him. And you're like, how are you even doing this? Yeah, it's it's definitely camera angles giving us giving us some space so that we can focus on you know like what's wrong with this picture and its size and sitting on the sigh, couch. Yeah. But also, it's it's that that eerily still controlled Robin Williams performance. We're in a domestic space and he, when he drinks that beer, it's like, ah, uh, fresh beer. Right. And even the way yes. he's lounging with the, the hoodie sweatshirt so and the sweatpants and he's got his feet up on the, on the coffee table with his, with his feet crossed, but he looks, he doesn't look like a person that's lounging. It's like he's only ever seen pictures of yeah, people lounging. Exactly. And, this and he's is how, mimicking. He's doing the JC Penny catalog. This is a spring exercise right. where, and he's doing that pose. Right. Oh my God. It's like he replicate he's like he's replicating photo spreads. Yeah. The most upsetting we seem to want to talk about it. So let's talk about when he goes yeah. through their house. The most like stomach churningly horrific part of that. The and shit? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mm, it disturbs me so deeply. It's such, he's taking a shit in their house. Like, like it's a violation. Yeah. But but the part, but it's the correct place to take a shit. Yes. What makes it so much worse is that he's doing it in the in the toilet. Yeah. Like if he was like up on the dresser and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Take a dump, or he's or he's like upper <laughs> upper decking them or something. Yeah, I'm gonna leave a turd in right the back in the of their sink, toilet. Yeah. You know. <laughs> or if he's like, we see him like rubbing or it on rubbing the wall. his balls on their toothbrushes or, or something. But like or anything at all. But he's the just man like had to take a shit. So he went to their bathroom. Oh, and he like, sat oh down God, and I got to take a shit. It's so much worse. I got to take it. Yeah. It's so much worse. Yeah. I don't, I'm not even entirely sure why. I'm sure there's a psych, there's some psychology would have been, to like, it. It would have been better if he took a shit in their cat box. Like, Fucking, <laughs> hey dude. Like, or just like in his pants or like, if, yeah. but, but then again. Because that's weird because that is outside yes. the norm. That yeah. is something a psychopath would do or a person that has some sort of. And that's not how he's behaving. But that's not how he's behaving. He's behaving like a normal person. Like. 
He's like he's being, like he like like they asked him, "Hey, can you watch the house for for a right. day? Feel free. There's some beer in the fridge. Feel free to watch the TV. What's he gonna do? He's gonna take a shit. I think in there, so, but he's not invited. I think part of it when he's taking the shit, part of what makes it so upsetting is how bland his face is. Mm-hmm. It's like he's done it every day. It's like he doesn't even care. He's he's smiling like a little bit, and it's not a malicious smile. It's just like what a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. This is quite a charming bathroom. As he's taking a shit, yeah, and. It's he's behaving correctly, but the fa- he's doing everything right. The only thing that's wrong is that it's he shouldn't he be, should there be there at, there at all. all. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, why? Oh God, dude, that's it's so un it's so horrifically unsettling to watch him move through the space and talk to himself. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, Jake, you really should clean up this room. Bet your mom's asked you a million times. Yeah, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. And then he's gone. He leaves. So I think it's important. That let me see if I can find my actual note. Oh, it's on this page. Perfect. Um, when he's walking through the 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 other thing that freaked me out was that the dog wasn't bothered by him. But no, the dog was just sitting there on the family chair and just like just looking at him casually. So my first thought was, how many times has, has he, he been, been in, in the their house? house? Yeah. Because the dog doesn't care at all. And he's you know I was like, oh my god, the dog knows him. Oh shit, he does this he like does every just time. constantly. Oh, that was fucking awful but my favorite thing about that especially because you know you could have been like oh it was all a dream what a cheap shot Uh, and then he woke up fuck you right but it's i think it's really important that in his fantasy in because we've seen fantasies where he's like in their living room with their the sweater and he's apart from the family but in this specific fantasy when he enters their home part of his fantasy is getting caught yeah because you can see the the, the his fantasies on their face at first at first because it definitely one of what the fuck are you doing in the it house shifts gears it's like his brain was like goes into like protect him mode because mm-hmm. when they first see him they're all like like oh fuck size in our house shit are we gonna die like there's a moment there's where a moment of shock but like they they're seeing him but not it's, it's not clicking. It's right, not registering right. yet. It's like if I were to walk in my house and find a stranger sitting there, it would take me a couple of beats to be like, or even like if you and, register what the fuck I'm like seeing. if you and Danielle were like, we're gone out on a date and mm-hmm. you came home and I was just like on your couch with a beer. There would be, right. a, I mean, eventually you'd be like, okay, we got to talk about boundaries. Right, yeah. but, but I know you, it would have to be somebody that I would know. Well, like, they know Cy though. But no, we're friends, though. That's true. I mean, I, I would it question would, it. It I'd would be like, still be very, very right. Like that would. St- there talk. would still be a right. moment where you'd be like, "What the fuck, yeah. man, D- right. dude?" But yeah, I. But can if see. it's like the guy at the it, that's that's always the one that takes my money at the Speedway and right. has been the same guy there for two years, yeah. and suddenly Speedway guy is sitting or like on my the couch. bartender that you've talked to like ten yeah, times, like, yeah, like someone from Little Fleet or something right. that I've talked to a bunch, and it seems yeah. But we're we're not friends. We're just like. Right. Yeah. Then I'm like, Sean. Uh. Hey. Uh. Hi. Cu- yeah. There's. Are you here to kill me? It's so. Yeah. Like there's a or weird. Or fuck me. <laughs> like <laughs> or what? Is- both, both of those of things. Yes. But there's. I love that moment. It. You know. I do. I will. I do take some. There's some bits with the family where I think mm-hmm. the acting is there. It feels not phoned I don't, in. I don't. It falls like flat. The, I don't like the family part. Is the weakest part of it. Definitely. I, yeah. Definitely. It's Their necessary. Argument, it is necessary because you have to have that is the reason why Psy goes on his right. his little revenge. But thing, there just is, wasn't there was yeah, there's something enough. missing. Yeah. There's something missing. There's a there's a great line in one of the family arguments, but really before we get away from mm-hmm. it, there's that's a great moment because everyone's 
face and body and like the little things that are going on you can see that they're like what the what? fuck mm-hmm. and then there's an awesome moment where i think it's his head being like right and they he fixes it he turns it into like a daydream thing where he's like oh but they know you're there there's though a definite visual shift there's a shift and yeah. then it's oh we thought you were going out today like everyone was frozen for a second and oh, then hi, immediately yeah. settles and then they turn into like it's like almost like robots click, click, yeah click, yeah thinking, thinking, oh it's thinking answer and there it is so weird. oh my god so and because the kid that like looks at him with this like this blank almost concerned look on his face and then the next thing he goes is Big old smile and hi, hey, say, will you help me put this together? And jumps over there and you know he smiles and everyone smiles back at him. Yeah. And then we're back in the car. But I think it's important that even in his fantasy, even in like his idealized version, he enters yeah. their house alone and invades their space and just observes their environment, and then is caught. I think the getting caught part is important because even in his own head when he's tr- when he's fantasizing about how perfect life could be he is other from them yes. he's Sai is like a man in a cyst you know what i mean Ooh. like he he's like in this toughened shell where he's and and nothing he's part of the world but he's completely, completely. closed off oh away from it and the, 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 using the cyst is such a like it's a an infection. It's something that isn't supposed to be there. Right, not, necessar- not necessary. But it won't necessarily kill you. It won't you. really hurt you. It's oftentimes benign. Yeah, yeah. You but, can live with it, but if you want to get it removed, you know, you can. But you don't have to. It's and also, yeah. but it's but it's there. But it's there. Yeah, and it's it's just like Sai. It's unpleasant. And they're uh, they're disgusting when you get them removed. <laughs> okay, well, we don't remove signs. Wait, you don't watch Dr. Pimple Popper I, on the YouTube? Bird does. Bird's oh, addicted boy. to that shit. That makes my mouth water. I oh, don't know why. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Shit. Danielle and I watch Dr. Pimple Popper before we go to bed. Like, you realize that's revolting, she'll, right? She'll bring like, her phone over. Like, we got a really good sis today. Bird does that to me, yeah. too. She's like, you got to watch this one. And I'm trying to... It makes like, me hungry. It makes my mouth water. Seriously, I don't know why. I'm, I'm laying there. I'm thinking about, like, 2005 Jessica Biel. And then I open my eyes, and there's a pimple exploding yeah, in my fucking face and it's like oh see this guy's this guy has like a quarter of a pint of pus <laughs> of in this one goo, his whole like... back is infected and she's just and i'm like why just digging in there <laughs> with the probe and just, yeah why are you showing it's terrible so i really like your analogy is what i'm trying to say yeah i thought it was a good one too you're a revolting human being all mm-hmm. right so um <laughs> hashtag dr pimple popper <laughs> jesus yeah shout out they should sponsor this our should show, sponsor our show. <laughs> we'll, we'll open every episode with that little <laughs> tiny little tiny little... sounds of like that's <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrible that's carl gross. um i think that uh <laughs> there's there's i i made a note of another thing that i thought made Cy creepy and i touched on it earlier but it really shows up when he early in the movie when he gets back home and he interacts with his hamster i've completely forgot about that That's yeah he good. has he, he has, has a, a hamster, hamster a living animal that he is in total care of so what he does is he walks into the room and again this is that awesome thing that robin williams has managed to do in this movie where nothing weird or bad is happening and it's the creepiest thing you've ever seen. He walks into the room and he picks up the water bottle and he refills the water bottle and he hangs it back on there and he tells the little hamster guy something like, you know, like, there you oh, go, little buddy. Today. Drink up there, little yep. buddy. And 
I noted because I was so uncomfortable watching that happen and I'm like, okay, we got to go back. I am reviewing this for a podcast. I need to have specifics. I can't just say like his performance is so creepy. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think part of it is the machine like precision. It's not, um, it's not quick movements and it's not like weird, like, um, like Navy SEAL sniper training movements. What I wrote, I couldn't, I didn't, I don't think precision is quite right. I think the right word is simple. His movements are so, he's, there's no extra anything. And like I said, it's not, it's not like robot precise. It's just everything he does is very simple. Practiced. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. This is the only way. No wasted moves. It's very. Right. And, but it doesn't seem like he's like immensely technically skilled. It just seems like there's nothing else happening in his head. Like everything he does, that is his whole thought. There is no peripheral noise in his mind. This is what he is doing now. This is what he is focused it's, on. It's the one of the strangest performances I've ever seen. Go. So you have one for me. Yeah, because you made this this pop in my head. Right. So for me, one of those moments was when I, th- I think it's happening at the same time when the young boy is talking to his mom about Sai not having friends, and that's intercutting with Robin Williams standing in his kitchen with a glass of water. Yes. But he is just standing there, and for a hot, but he doesn't move. He's not drinking the water. He's not rocking back and forth. He's not breathing. You can't even tell if he's breathing. Yeah. He's oh, my God. I think I know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. And for a moment, I'm like, is he going to throw the glass? I was expecting like, Dude, it's a, a moment total Chekhov's like, gun moment. Chekhov's gun, yeah. I was like, is he going to freak out and like whip the glass against? Because nothing has happened that would like instigate some sort of like anger within him. But no. there was, he doesn't have any sort of expression on his face. He's just sort of looking off into space with that glass of water. And I was like, he is going to do something incredibly He's going to drop it. He's going to throw He's it. He's going to throw it. And then nope, he Nothing. takes another takes sip. Takes the drink and, and walks like, out. And he uses that glass of water to fill the, to hamster, fill the hamster bottle. Thing. And which that is, gave me such a... I'm going to have fucking I'm, dude, arms, On the dude. back of my yeah. neck right now, my hair is yeah. standing like, the fuck what up. The fuck? It's so creepy. Yeah. That's part of and what... And all it was was a person just having a moment. Like, I've done that. I've come home from a long day at work, and I pour a glass of water, and I, like, kind of have a stroke for, like, five seconds. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just stand there, like, what am I doing in this room? Why am I standing? And you just kind of, like, zone for a hot second. I will say, though, and most then you're back into, like, don't have strokes when they get home from work. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah. you know, you have you crack a beer out, out of the fridge, you stand right, you there for take, a second, and you kind of you just check out for a few seconds, and then up, back to business. Yeah. He's kind of doing that sort of thing just like it's right. a man standing in his kitchen with a glass of water just kind of tuned out smelling the roses for a hot second yes. like just that okay to be fair it is a film so part of what's going on there is his it's glorious because we see in his front hallway and then we move into the kitchen and he hasn't taken uh he's taken his jacket off and yes. he's got his shirt on but his in the hallway all is like beige and gray and that jacket and everything. He mm-hmm. is the beige and gray man in the beige and gray hallway. When he takes the uh, the jacket off, he has the white shirt. And when we move into the kitchen, his kitchen is white. Yes. So what? wherever he is, they do these subtle manipulations of his costume so that he blends right into the room. And that's part of what I think part of what makes that so unsettling is that our, again, our eye is just given like one palette. Yeah. It's nothing. The palette yeah. is just minimal. And then, yeah, he gets that glass of water. And this is kind of like how the whole movie works is any second you're expecting him to like smash something. We do see him smash one thing later and mm-hmm. it's not as startling as you'd expect. It's a breaking up on the, the camera. camera, but there's build up to it. There's a lot of moments in this movie where you're expecting there to be a sudden burst and yeah. they just never, ever let that off the chain. 
Yeah, like the coil's finally going to snap and... Yeah, he seems so tightly wound, but at the same time, there's nothing to indicate that he's tightly wound. No. He's just like a... (laughs) We're not given any information to to prove that, or to, you know, to the... Boy, he had a really rough day today, or anything. It's He's just having his glass of water, yeah. and like, yeah, again, like you have a glass of water, and then you're like, you like, you think about what you got to do tomorrow. So you just kind of mm, stare off into space for a second. But something about seeing the other thing it might be is because we're cutting back and forth between, between that domestic the, space, is, yeah. right? We're in a medium close. No, we're in like a close up when we're in that kid's bedroom, yes. and the the it's the bedroom's like dimly lit, nice and warm. It's the, time for bed. Right, and it's the mom, mom is, is there. cozied up next to him, yep. so we have two it's people. Tucked in time it's like uh, yeah and that's the other the other thing though is that the mom is they're both there there's two people sharing a moment and what we're cutting back to is this utterly sterile image of a single man alone in his kitchen so the visuals are partly what's triggering that discomfort because it's it's such such because you're super comfortable mom and son and then you have this washed out right it's almost like 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 hospital it's bright the kitchen's fairly bright so you got like this super sterile again washed out sterile and again and and also he's alone and he's being and when he freezes is part of it when he turns and just like goes still you're like oh this this whole movie is holding your breath waiting for waiting for something to happen And it doesn't, and that's not a criticism. No. That's it a almost strength. does. Like, uh, do we go there now? Which, the end? Uh, the end of the hotel. Not yet. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there soon. Okay. We'll get there very, very, very soon. When Agent Coulson has to come in. So, can we talk about my only line that I liked from the family fighting? Sure, yes. <laughs> I hate to sh- like not shit on the Not that we can't afford the Mercedes, you uh, dumb bitch, or whatever. No, and he's like, you, if you want us to keep living this fairy tale life, you know what's this might be bad to say. No, it's not. Fuck it. This we're we're reviewing a Go movie. Ahead. We're being honest. Nothing's worse than what you I did. You get the sense that side. Oh yeah. <laughs> Horse Winnie. I should just, you know, what I should do is go back and cut Robin Williams shouting "Good Morning Vietnam" over it. But um, the you get the sense that he, when he was writing, he knew and understood Sai Sai's inner world, Sai's life intimately. Yes. And he did his best with the family. To do the family with. But like how families argue is not his wheelhouse. <sighs> but it's almost like it's again kind of gosh, interesting yeah. though. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that's. Because everything else has sort of been like, that's not really a Walmart. Right. It's like a Walmart that aliens would have built if you told them, <laughs> yeah. this is the family argument that like, like a computer would come up with. If you'd only with, ever like, seen made-for-TV Hallmark yeah, movies of families fighting. This is as real a family argument as you're as going to get. As you've ever seen, right. Yeah. This is a lifetime, this is this is a true, lifetime family fighting. This is the heart-wrenching, oh my God, this is too real. But there's one moment that I will go to the mats for because I think it is fucking awesome um i'm gonna get the actress's name too because i yep. uh it's connie nielsen she plays the mother when she there's like a pause where she's like well oh, you're never around he goes well i gotta make money i need to make money if we're gonna keep living this fairy tale and it's this bullshit argument that it's it's like the surface like the yep. surface skimming argument and then there's this awesome little beat and she leans forward and she goes you're neglectful do you understand that? And the way she says it, you're like, that is the realest thing that anyone, anyone has, has said in said. this entire movie yeah. up to this point. Because a lot of this movie is letting the actors play like secret. You know how you have like your line and then your motivation? Yes. They play like weirdly dissonant lines and motivations, <laughs> yes. which is awesome because it creates tension. But all the dialogue is very like, 
So Danny turning 10 this year. Oh yeah. I've had taking patients. Blah, 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 blah. Have a great day. Yeah. You too. And then like, well, you're never around. Well, I need to make money and I just got you this beautiful new car. And then all of a sudden she's like, you know what? Crack my neck. Fuck all this. You're neglectful. And you're like, Whoa, 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 damn. And the way she delivers it too. I just, I literally was just like in my seat. I was like, she's biting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're kind of slapped by that line. I loved that moment. And then, um, we kind of like pan over to the kid's room, but she continues. She's like, you're neglectful. You're a neglectful husband and you're you un- like an inattentive father yeah. or something. And you're like, whoa, she like, she, he's talking about some bullshit. And she's like bringing she the real shout either. Nope. And then there's, she even has the perfect out to it where he's like, he says like, what the, he says something. He, he is still playing that surface game where he's like, what are you even saying? What? Cause I'm not, I fucking work my job. And then she, she, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful portrayal of someone who's had this talk many times, many, many times you see her sag and she goes, I'm going to bed. And it's not even a mad, like, I'm going to bed. You're on the couch. It's just like, it's done with I'm going to go to bed. Just totally done with I'm it. I'm just going to go to bed. Exhausted by it. Like, there's no, there's, there's nothing left. They've, yeah. There's yeah. no more, there's nowhere else to go. And it's just like, that, that was good. I really dug yeah. that. That was a cool performance moment. Um, what did you think of him watching The Simpsons? When, I have that as a note, actually. When that's the Cape Fear episode in Sideshow Bob is, is, uh, nah, nah, nah. Oh my God. Nah. It's the Cape Fear episode of The Simpsons, and he is yeah, basically the 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 Robin Williams, not Robin, no. the Robert. He's the Robin. De- he's, he's the Robert, the Robert De, Niro De Niro character from Cape Fear. Is it? No, it's not Robert De Niro. It's yeah, the, it is. is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, when he's the bad guy, he's the one that infiltrates the family. Well, he tries to date the daughter and all that. Yeah, kind of shit he is the thing. he's the Robert De Niro character from mm-hmm. Cape Fear, which is he never for a long time doesn't he do doesn't anything. do anything bad, and yet he is super super bad the yeah. whole time, and you can <laughs> tell. You're like. And then he has him on the houseboat and all fucking hell breaks. There's loose, a great, right? so there's a great, I can't remember where I fucking read this. Uh, there's a great review of Cape Fear or a great little critique of Cape Fear, which is, um, it was using Cape Fear to describe something else where they say it's like watching, like watching him move around the house, but never actually doing anything bad so that you're constantly left wondering, can I call the cops now? Right. Can when I, is it okay for me to... Could I call the cops now? But you don't know because he hasn't done anything. Right. You realize that he can come in and fucking kill you anytime he wants. He is in utter control of the situation and he is most definitely malevolent. But... You can't do anything about it. He hasn't, hasn't done actually anything. done anything. And you know what else? And he hasn't threatened violence, which would give you cause. Which is so... Oh my God. That movie does tension amazingly mm-hmm. well and we should watch it for the show. But so does this one. And I think that's a cool... I didn't know that because, that was the Cape Fear it's, it's not That's be, so good. What's, what's brilliant, if he was, if he had been watching either the original or the remake of Cape Fear, it would have been, it would have been cheap as fuck. Yep. But because it's the Simpsons episode the, of Cape Fear, so, makes it fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's so like such a sideways look. And at the it only, too. the only reason I knew it was because I'm, I love the score to that movie. That ma ma ma, and they play that, and I was like, holy shit. It's the Cape Fear Simpsons episode. It's the Cape Fear Simpsons episode. <laughs> that and there's also a play called... Uh, that is the a post- genius reference. Yeah, the oh po- my God. <laughs> there's a post, uh, post-electric... Um, uh, I forget the whole name of it, but there's a play about uh, the world goes to shit. All the, all the, um, the nuclear power plants go, and so uh-huh. we're all left to survive. And 
there's traveling theater groups that do episodes of The Simpsons. I've heard of this. It's a yeah. it's a play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Mr. Burns, a post electric uh, play. Yeah. So it's called Mr. Burns. Right. Where like eventually the cartoons become. Yeah. It's like hundreds of years in the future becomes like religion. Really? Yeah. 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 Ep- old episodes of like cartoons and shit yep, are exactly. religion. Yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing about this. I've never seen it, but. Uh... But yeah. So the Cape Fear episode is is hugely important in that play which is why that that was in my brain because i saw that recently i was like holy right. fucking shit here it is <laughs> it's here here my, it is that, one hour photo this movie just like my respect for the director for his his like weird homages and nods just and be like grew immensely my next yeah. note is holy fuck evangelion <laughs> Which is awesome. Like he like it, and he doesn't include the anime. He includes a toy the from toy, the anime, the Gundam or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like one of the weird things about that is it's that whole. Have you ever seen Neon Genesis Evangelion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like basically all about like children being manipulated by adults and put into peril. That's basically the plot of that. That's it. Yeah. That whole anime. <laughs> so when the kids got it, I was like, if he had been <gasps> reading the. The manga, the manga, that, that could have worked. Uh, yeah, that, that but worked but too. no, it was the obscure toy. Yeah, yeah. It's like I want to make this reference. It was How from can the I... director's personal collection too, by the way. That prop was it. It was an oh, actual. Oh, you, you did some trivia. I did. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, it's it's almost like because there's many references in this. Later on, we see a cool science fiction film. It might be the day the Earth stood still. Do you know what it, it is? It is the day the Earth stood still. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So there's a moment where. I feel like there's a moment several times in here where the director goes like, oh, I want to reference this. How can I push this three degrees away from the actual reference? Uh, actual thing that I want to do. Yeah. Right. So you're not being like on bombarded the with right, it right, too. Right, like, right. oh, I see you. I get you. Right. Yeah. Like we're doing like uh, Twilight or something and Nosferatu's playing right. on the like, television. Yeah, I know. We're watching a fucking vampire movie. Right. Like, don't be a dick. Unless you're a 1990s teen slasher movie that knows it's shitty. Don't do Don't like do super overt. Right. They're, or like the Halloween remake and they're watching Halloween. On which one? Which Halloween. Oh, the Rob Zombie yeah. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say the new one, the John Carp, the new John Carpenter oh, one. Oh, no. We're have not, you seen the trailer for that I motherfucker? Have. I am going to shit. On that. <sighs> oh, my mm-hmm. God, dude. The, the man, the myth, the legend, John Carpenter. So, it looks amazing. Yeah, every bit of that trailer about. looks amazing. Um, So, there's, this is another, this movie's weird for me because... The cinematography, there's so many moments in here that just stun me. The diner, when we see him in the diner and he's reading the, we go from like this, whip, 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 but like, yeah, like this. Yeah, he's not reading Tross or whatever. What the, whatever. It's that love book. The, the love book the, that, the, that the mom the had. The mom's reading, yeah. right. So he gets the same book she does. And this is where he starts to seem again, though, he's not, not doing anything. He's not doing anything, but this is a little psycho. What he's doing is a little psycho, mm-hmm. but I love the shift because right before that, there's ambient sound happening. I think it's like buzzing lights and, and then cut to diner and it's a long shot down the diner and we get this beautiful copper color tone or color palette, this beautiful color, like copper, copper palette going over everything and it's almost silent. So again, you get that audio thing. Maybe I'm picking up on it more because I'm listening with a lot of bass. Yeah. But like the ambient sound in the scene before is like, and then we go to the diner and it's like, ping, 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 ping. oh, no, it's silent. So the scene before has shit happening and then you get to the diner and it's like, and he's just at the diner 
and suddenly there's like this weird golden hour. Like a place that would normally be bustling or have. And it's so subdued. Like in the vacuum. That's that's part of what I, it's not just the cinematography. Like this movie does, it has all the movie tools and it uses them all all the time. Mm-hmm. It's never like, all right, this one here's for the cinematography kids right. at home. They're playing this with This one's it. for the sound nerd. This right. one's for the guy that likes like photography. Last week, yeah. we had a sound nerd moment for sure. Oh, yeah. And Eraserhead has a fucking sound it's nerd like moment. 35 for- minutes of sound <laughs> nerd moments in Eraserhead. <laughs> Just the whole soundtrack. I found it on vinyl, by the way. It's like $400. Um, Split it with you when I win the lottery. Yeah, go win the lottery. Hurry up. Go do. Yeah, then come on over. We'll spend more patrons all day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, did you guys buy better equipment? Be like, no, we bought the the (laughs) Razor He gets it on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I get it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. To make it worthwhile, we play the whole thing at the beginning of every. The entire thing. The entire thing. There's a pause and you hear clink, clink as we flip it. Four hours. But that's one of my favorite moments of the movie is when we go from like and now we're in a space that should be loud but isn't isn't. and that's another that's that thing where everything just like the references you you have an expectation in your head i'm going to be looking here and then the director knocks it half a degree off and something is always wrong or like tweaked in there's a sliver in every scene and yeah. you're like it, it bugs you but your brain doesn't know what's bugging it's you. it's a little seed from a raspberry in your back tooth right just a little and i think part of the trick part of the, what's what's working there to, to create that trick is the the color palette that monochromatic color palette because like something's wrong but there's nothing to grab onto because everything is the same color and you don't realize it because you're looking for the mistake, but the fact that you can't find anything to look at is what's bothering yeah, you. Yeah, it's disturbing as fuck. It's so weird. The whole movie is like hearing a chord with one string half a step out of tune. Oh, just not That's even this whole, just a little bit like, oh, yeah. ooh. Yeah, it's like, like... making your eye twitch. Right, like it's they tuned the guitar up, but then they let it sit in like a humid room for like 20 minutes, and then they strummed an E. And it's an E, but... But one of those oh strings, God. one of those fucking strings, that's, that might be like my, my best rev- review of this film is like a chord with one string just minutely out of tune, but just enough to bother you and bother you the whole, the time. whole time. It's so awesome how, how much tension is in this film. Oh, and who's surprised? We have to cut this episode into two pieces as well. Um, When Carl and I first sat down and figured out which movies to do for Robin Williams Month, we picked so many like heavy hitters, heart-wrenching, like soul-destroying Robin Williams movies that we figured we had to throw in a light one that would be easy to talk about and wouldn't (laughs) take up so much of our head so that we could have a little breather. Um back to back to back with all of these these heavy hard-hitting robin williams flicks so we picked one hour photo as sort of the throwaway one that we could probably do an hour on if we tried really really hard which just goes to show you that robin williams is uh an inestimable actor and um and it like this movie fucking bent our brains so um Episode 23.5, as always, I'm posting the second portion of the conversation immediately after this one, so you can just roll right on through and uh, and listen to the, the last little bit uh, as we wrap up our conversation of One Hour Photo. 